You are listening to the Sideline SaaS Podcast, episode 44, Breaking Down the Herd. In this episode of the podcast, I sit down with two former Marshall football players, long snapper Matt Beardall and defensive lineman Ryan B., who helped me break down the unique football program, both past and present. They share stories from their time on the team, talk a little Conference USA ball, and discuss life after the herd, divulging what they miss most about Marshall. If you like football stories, then this is the podcast episode for you. Hey Alexa, play Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck by ACDC from Spotify. (laughs) But first, let's get to some housekeeping stuff. Hey guys, Emily Van Buskirk here. Welcome to the Sideline SaaS Podcast, a proud member of the Brawl Podcast Network. If this is your first time listening, I'm glad you found me. The Sideline SaaS Podcast is generally produced every two weeks just for you, and the show notes can be found on the episode page at Spreaker.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts, and feel free to rate and review. Let your girl know how she's doing. If you feel like getting social as well as sassy, make sure to follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Sideline Sass with three S's. Or if you're more like my mom and prefer a wholesome connection, go ahead and like the show on Facebook. If you like what you hear and you want to see more, check out the website www.sidelinesass.com with three S's for more sports content. Feel free to follow the SAS on my personal account at MLNEM, E-M-I-L-N-E-M, on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you didn't catch all that, no worries. All of those links and handles can be found in the show notes. And I'm excited to announce the addition of Sideline Sass merchandise to the brand. If you want your very own Sideline Sass dad hat, head over to the Brawl Network website and get your very own. But uh, for now, let's uh, go talk to some people. Okay, guys, we are back with another episode of the Sideline SaaS Podcast. This one's a little different. It's in person. We haven't done an in-person one in a while. I can't even remember the last guest that I had on, but y'all know I like to travel. So I took a trip out to Huntington, West Virginia. And you might ask yourself, why did I go to Huntington, West Virginia? That's a very good question. Marshall is playing App State. By the time this goes on the internet, it will or the game's over. I'm gonna predict Marshall's gonna win because it's home yeah. game. It's a home game. But anyways, I was fortunate enough to stop two guys on Twitter and force them to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so joining me today are two former Marshall players, Matt Beardall and Ryan B. You guys, I mean, I'm not gonna say your positions because we'll talk about it. But we've got a special teams guy <laughs> and we got a D lineman. And actually, linemen and special teams are my two favorite like positions because the they never yeah. get love. Like yeah. y'all do what yeah. you do and you get no love. So anyways, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Happy this to is, be here. This is their first time podcasting, so we're very excited. Are you nervous? No. No? No. Nah, Not at all? Talking Marshall know. football. How could yeah. I That's true. <laughs> that is very true. So I guess let's start. And obviously, the game is going to be done, so what it, what's done is done at this point. But let's get your prediction going in, because right now we're hours away from kickoff. This is a big game. Marshall hasn't played ranked teams like this in a while, hosted them. No. Um, App State is good. You know what I found out from their game notes? This will be a little fun thing. They told us not to use ASU. Do not call them ASU. Okay. Do not call them Appy State. And do not call them Appy. 
And do you know the... <laughs> they wrote that in their game notes. And do you know the correct pronunciation for App, App State? Like, the full pronunciation? Appalachia State University. There you go. See, but the, the latch is what's difficult. Because so, I was saying Appalachian. But um, I was told last night very specifically you have to get that TCH in there. Appalachian. Appalachian. Yeah. So, anyways... They're a good team. Quarterback's phenomenal. Good offensive weapons. Really good line play, to be yeah. honest. They're, they're very veteran at that position. Do you think this is going to be a close game? Uh, it will be a close game. I think rookie Grant Wells is going to come yeah. out. <laughs> and uh, everyone talks about Knox, but uh, I think he's going to be the deciding factor. He is. And last game he was quiet. He was quiet. Right? Yeah. I think he only he, nine carries for under 100 yards. yards. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a and, lot. Knowledge uh, McDaniel was came back. He was like the leading rusher. But what a great was, was name! What really a good knowledge, name. yeah. <laughs> great name. Do you know the, how he got that? Like, is there a story? Uh, I have no idea the story. We should definitely. I should ask him. I left. So I don't, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Wells came out of nowhere. People thought it was going to be the other quarterback. And I, I can't remember the name right now. Luke's but, a man. Right, and so everyone's looking at that, and then all of a sudden you get this kid in there, redshirt freshman, young guy. Looks like a young guy. Like he looks yeah. like he's young, <laughs> and he's just slinging. Did you guys? know that, that this was how good this kid was 100 percent. so oh. last year okay playing law tech a couple weeks before we put in a fake punt and, okay. uh, <laughs> what yeah put in a fake punt and i was going to be the one catching the touchdown pass from old grant so uh <laughs> from old grant <laughs> so young uh, grant, the first yes. time you ever ran it live in practice uh everyone's watching everyone's juice because as a long snapper you don't really get that's, to catch huge. Yeah, that's huge so grant comes out we're warming up like i'm catching the ball like i'm I played backup wide receiver in high school, so I haven't really okay. caught a ball in action in a but long you, time. But you know what? Yeah, how no, to do yeah, it, yeah, like yeah, mechanically yeah. or something. So uh, first time you run it, like I snap the ball to him, and I'm running my little route, and next thing I know, he throws an absolute piss missile. To me. <laughs> Hits straight off my chest and knocks me to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just bursts. Doc starts yelling, "Why are you throwing it to a long snapper so hard? This and that." I was like. You it. fell to the ground. Yeah, it literally that's how hard he <laughs> Yes, he beat oh me. Oh, my God. Is there footage of this somewhere? Uh, there probably is somewhere. It's got to be somewhere. Wait, yeah. I'm going to request we this. We got to, like, because you film practices. Yeah. There has to be footage. There has to be. I'm going to the video guy. There has to be footage. Were you there at this time? No. no. So, how many years apart are you guys? Did you, Which teams did you play on together? 16, 17, okay. and 18. Okay. Yeah. So, enough. Enough yeah. for you guys got to yeah. be around each other. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. Who was, who was, I don't want to say leader because that's such a weird, goal, but who was like the guy during those years that was just that dude on the team? Kind of changed every Does year. Does it really? Yeah, See, yeah, that's the, interesting. I feel like that's true. The culture really changed from my first year to my last year big time, in a good way. Mm-hmm. In a good way. The first 16 was pretty rough year. Yeah, like, nobody was just like, that was a three and nine year. Yeah. Like, okay. We didn't really have That's what builds that character. Yeah, no, 100%. Oh, yeah. I never really had a losing season all throughout. I lost six games in high school. In high school. Isn't yeah, that yeah. the toughest thing to come? You're probably all high school standouts if you're playing mm-hmm. to be D1 football and then you come to a team that's in a down year. That's got to be rough. Oh, Who yeah. are the three wins? Now I want to uh, know. Do you remember? Middle Tennessee, Mid- oh, FAU, and... Was that uh, when Lane was there? Uh, no, that was before. Uh, okay. uh, we'll talk about him. Uh, <laughs> uh, Morgan State, I think. Morgan State. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we won like 59 to nothing or whatever. So it's kind of like this. A, yeah. So like we thought we were on top of the world. And then next week we host Ooh. Akron at home. We go up big in the first half. Quarterback gets knocked out from a concussion. And it just so spiraled we're, down. So we're looking at a situation where y'all won 59-0. Oh, yeah. That's week. definitely in the back of my mind. And thinking. then this week. I think the, the culture's the way better. Like, like it's not going to like Everybody talks about culture, but what does that mean? 
you know, everybody throws that word around, like, okay, yeah. we have this culture in a football program. Is that, like, what defines you as a team? Like, your toughness, your your athleticism, your skill, or is it more, like, innate factors about personality? Personality is kind of like the locker room culture. Okay. Like that year, yeah. everyone was kind of... Everyone was for themselves. For themselves, okay. kind of had their own little uh, groups. Okay. Like, uh, gotcha. if guys were hanging out, it was... You had four guys yeah. here, four guys there, five guys yeah. there. No one really hung out together. Then by the time of last year, it's the whole team's hanging out. Okay, so cohesiveness yeah, is cohesive, a team. Yeah. Okay. That's, see, I always hear people talk about culture, and you never really know what it means. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the culture is different this year. Yeah. Okay, but, like, how? You know? that We talk about that a lot at Stanford. I don't know if you guys watch Stanford football at all. Do you watch any West Coast football? Usually only when we don't get back from... Uh, <laughs> the only time I would watch it... Year, actually, I was like, no. Is when we would get back from road trips and it was like oh, 4 it's still o'clock on at night. And that's the only game on is the West Coast well, games. Well, you're welcome, A. And B, uh, Stanford, you remember the days of Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. We got Harbaugh yeah. comes in, takes over the program. They build what's called... And, and you might appreciate this, the Tunnel Workers Union. That's what they were called. Like, the, the defensive line, yeah. um, they were blue collar is kind of a word for it they were really just gritty rough and tumble guys like you could not get through them and they would like roll heads I mean they're all fullbacks Mm. that's pretty much what it felt like you know and and I love fullbacks I don't know if you've seen on Twitter or like any of my social but I'm a huge fullback advocate. I see you had it. I, yeah, I was wearing that training. today, and I got some people were commenting on it in the lobby already. <laughs> but every they had a guy, Owen Marisic, who caused me to fall in love with fullbacks. He played on both sides of the ball okay. at that time. But anyways, my point is they were like this tough team, right? And then Harbaugh leaves, goes to the NFL. Obviously, that doesn't work out. Goes you know to Michigan, and Stanford becomes one of the softest teams in the country. And how do you go? Is it the kind of guys that you recruit that are just different? I guess recruiting has to play a factor into it, but it's also I, the coaches are an important thing of the culture too. Like they, y'all coaches have been there a while, or no? I mean, uh, Doc Holliday's been there Doc's forever. Doc's been there for ten years or whatever. Yeah. But the assistant coaches they change, they, change. Okay. they cycle through. Like I have three special teams coordinators really? in my four years. Yeah, see, that's interesting. That's tough. Yeah. It is tough. And now Adam Fuller was one of them. Now he's Florida State's DC. Todd Goble's now NC State's, and Mike Trier's up working with the Giants now. And that's what's crazy is these coaches come through and a lot of them are just trying to move up Mm -hmm. and move up and they use this as a stepping stone. But you have to think about the kids that they leave behind, you know, that if you have that many guys in just your four years, is that really hard to settle into a rhythm? Not really because special teams wise, Doc was the man. Like he, he ran the special team. So like the coordinator coordinator part was important, but it was like still the scheme stayed the same for all four years. So it wasn't really any philosophy changes or whatever. Certain guys did things a little bit different, Yeah. but for the most part, it all stayed the same with doc being super involved. He runs the special teams meeting. He's making sure everyone's paying attention. I did not. There's not many head coaches that are that. that Doc loves his special team. Honestly, makes or breaks games to be be fair. And I don't think enough head coaches give it props. I just did a story on Manny Diaz at Miami shouting out his kicker in the pre I've never even heard a coach do this, but in the preseason like media stuff, he literally said Jose Borgales changed our program. Having a good kicker, someone that can consistently make field goals mm-hmm. and, and point afters, but also on kickoffs, get the ball out of bounds. Oh, That's kickoffs huge. is the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. And punts, like having punts drop where you want them to drop, pinning teams back. That's a huge deal. And when I was at Marshall, I, the first guy snapped to Corey Bedvick. Crack it. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Corey Bebek, he's played in the NFL, and he's been there. Then Justin okay. Rowatz is now in the NFL. So that's not the two NFL kickers. Yeah, he was there last year, right? He was there the yeah. last two years. The now. game that I was at last year was La Tech. Okay. It was the the Marshall game, like the game. Oh, the 75 game. Yes. Uh, and and like, it was incredible to be at. Yeah. But I think, I don't. You did win. We won. I don't know if we kicked any field goals. That yeah, game. I think he did miss one. And oh, my thing is that I jinx kickers. I don't do it on purpose, and I never know going in which team it's going to be that I jinx. Right. But, but I that's s- when their punter also dropped the ball right before halftime. Yes, he did. And yes, and that play, yeah. I wrote about that in the story. But um, that's so funny because I saw Justin's last name, and I was like, damn, this is a, a name. Oh, it's and a it name. stuck in my mind. And I was this like, is oh, a good side story. Game. When we were at Rice coming mm-hmm. off Western Kentucky game, he's sitting there doing warm ups, and Rice's student section maybe was. 10 kids or something. It was pretty good. <laughs> are you serious? And uh, they're sitting over well, there. They're sitting over there calling him pipe water. I'm like, <laughs> pipe, pipe water? <laughs> like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, Justin, have you ever heard that? He was like, yeah, that's what my name means in like Greek or something. Oh, so, shit. like did a bunch of history on the kicker and was calling him pipe water. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> of course, Rice knew Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Intellectual school. Intellectual school. That's really impressive. Yeah. Like dedication to heckling. Yeah. I, I like that. Okay, let's talk a little bit about... I mean, we're going to come back to some sto- some more stories about Marshall, but I think a lot of people are interested in hearing about what happens after school. So, obviously, both you guys trying to achieve playing at the next level. Mm-hmm. It's a process, and this year was unique. I mean, we Very had the virtual unique, draft. Yeah. It was probably hard. I mean, you guys, I'm sure, had Zoom meetings with teams, right? And that was probably strange because in a normal world you're meeting face to face you're showing them who you are and and you have to do that over a zoom call is that not strange it was hard this year because you know going in last year Mm -hmm. we had otas in-person meetings and stuff so learning learning that playbook was wasn't bad well this year we had a whole new coaching staff so we had to learn a whole new playbook on zoom okay so when we got to camp it was i mean the coaching staff did a good job of installing it but it was it was crazy trying to learn and you were with the Washington football team. I still say Redskins. Back, so <laughs> it's is hard it hard to? Is it it's hard? hard? Yeah. Do people even in the team like struggle with it? Yeah. I would and think, then, yeah. like around that area out there, talking to different people yeah. outside the team. Yeah. You're like, well, who do you play for? Well, Washington well, football team. They're like, <laughs> people on Twitter have a field <laughs> day with team. it. Like, oh, the Redskins. <laughs> the Redskins. Yeah. 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 You, you, you kind of have to say it until we get familiar with it. <laughs> yeah. This is the question I ask everybody that I talk to in the NFL. Who was, did you have a coach that really struggled with, some of the coaches are older, and yeah. Zoom is not an easy thing to deal with, right? So you get some guys that don't know how to operate it. Did you, yeah. you don't have to say names, but did you have guys that struggled with the Zoom stuff in the beginning? Yeah, it was hard. Like guys that had hot mics or like didn't know how to turn their cameras <laughs> Yeah, off. like somebody couldn't figure out how to mute their mic or something, so it's just echoing. Like, what the <laughs> so hell is he hard. saying? I don't even know what he's saying right now. But See, uh, things like that, I would just die. It was different trying to learn, you know. Well, get the coaches to learn right. how, to, how to use it, all the players to, you know. Yeah. It's, it was weird. And then you're training on your own. Yeah. One of the funny things, I talked to a lot of guys that went into the draft this past year and, and two years ago, is doing workouts during COVID. I mean, we had guys that were talking about lifting, like, milk jugs and water jugs and guys yeah. out on the farm tossing tires. What do you do, <laughs> if you do if you can't get to a gym and you can't get to a training facility? Did you guys have any unique workout stories would be my question. I had this park around. Everybody right, has a park story. Right, right by my here. house. And, like, it's so it's a big, huge lap. It's probably, okay. like, a third of a mile. And then there's benches, like, every so often. Okay. So every turn and every time I hit a bench, 15 push-ups. Really? I'd do like four laps around, walking and stuff, and then I do my running afterwards. Okay. Then the gyms open back up in June, and I'm sitting there benching or whatever okay. and lifting. I'm like 
So I see, it opened up pretty quick for yeah. you. That's not bad. See, we, we still don't have gyms up in, in California. Oh, really? So people were like, what do you do if yeah. you can't... I had guys out there doing chores. Guys were telling me they were doing chores on the farm. Hay bales and just different things. Yeah. So where I'm from, it's like... I mean, it's a farm town. Yeah. We had old tractor tires. Where is it? Where is this? It's Ashland, Ohio. Ashland, Ohio. It's like an hour north of Columbus. So is that similar to where Joe Burrow is? Like, he talks about being from like a small Ohio. cornfields. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he he talks about it's a very, you know, provincial area. Yeah, it is a small area. Like, my graduating class in high school was 72. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it was small. But anyway, it's like farm town. So we had tractor tires. Did you do that? Oh, yeah. No way. That's what I had to do, yeah. That's I mean, I had no other option. There was no gyms open. But I had actually... So our strength coach at Marsh actually let me borrow mm-hmm. some, like, kettlebells and stuff. Yeah. So I had a an old, like, steel pipe, and I, like, <laughs> duct taped it to the to the top of the kettlebell yeah. and made, like, a bar. And you made your own... Yeah. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> that, you go, what, how is there not a picture of this? Like, you guys live in... You, you millennials? <laughs> Why would you not? Like, that, that would go viral. It I was, can't even. It was funny. We would always give him crap about because he had to bring your own tractor to school day in high school. <laughs> drive no. Your, yeah, drive your tractor to school day. That's crazy. Did you do it? Well, yeah. Wait, <laughs> the so, best day of the year. so everybody drives their tractor. Do you have like a contest? Who has the best tractor? It's just everybody. Yeah, they do like who has the most like horsepower. And <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. The stories I hear from like Mason Fine, I was telling you, was on the podcast. He's from a really small really small town and he told me that he used to he couldn't get receivers to throw to Mm -hmm. so he would roll out tires huge tractor tires put them out in the middle of the field and he'd only have his his high school was so small he'd only have like 10 balls and he would throw them through the tires Mm -hmm. and then when he was done he'd have to go collect all the balls come back do it again and then you have to roll the tires back and you hear about that and that's like that's character building because yeah. then, then you come to a program where you have all this I mean I'm sure coming to Marshall even though it's a CUSA school and it's smaller still you have access to all this great equipment mm-hmm. and all this technology like I don't know but it was like nice. so with snapping and stuff my brother was home too he plays at South Florida so he's home okay. so it was really nice is but he also he's also a long snapper what? do you know the Ferguson Blake Ferguson long snapper at LSU so, his brother they're also long So, tempers. two years ago, we had a bowl game, the Gasparilla Bowl. The first time we played, we played USF and the Beardall Bowl. So, I got to play him That's in a bowl so game. That's so crazy. But how do, how do you both, like, is he older or younger? He's younger. So, you did it first and he was like, I want to do I it I didn't too? do it. So, you'll love this story. Okay. So, <laughs> when I have a cousin that went to Buholtz in Gainesville in 2000. Gainesville. In four. Okay. And he walked on to Florida. And he redshirted the first year. Uh, I forget who the coach was. That Urban Meyer came in. Okay. He was the starting snapper. Guess who his holder was? <laughs> Cade Holiday. No way. <laughs> wow. What the? F- That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So, I mean. So, Charlie Strong was on that staff. Yeah, I remember. Doc yeah. was on that staff. Uh, That's crazy. Who else was on? Sean Cronin was a GA on that staff. We used to coach at Marshall. Okay. Now, out of Colorado State. So, there's a whole little backstory to how I got to Marshall and okay. stuff. And but, but my curiosity is how do you become a long... And this is what I asked Blake. So it would how do you become a long snapper? Was, we would go up there for Y'all Thanksgiving or Christmas and it, we'd be throwing the football and he would be snapping. I'm like, this is kind of cool. It's something different. Okay, like, so you saw him doing it and you were Yeah, like, and then I learned from him. It was a lot of self-taught, a little, a lot of trial and error. Yeah. And then in high school, the starting guy on the varsity, I was playing freshman football, playing wide receiver, having the best time with all my <laughs> friends. And the guy tears his ACL the first game of the season. And I was the buck- long saber. Yeah. Running down the field on a punt. <laughs> and I was 140 pounds going in there as a freshman <laughs> on varsity. And the biggest question that I asked special teams guys is 
do you have a memorable tackle like where you just laid like because no, special I, teams guys like to tackle people no I have memorable getting hit <laughs> yeah. so uh <laughs> NC, He's NC State one year we were playing oh, them shit. at NC State we go down the field score first I'm just jacked like I'm trying to bring myself down like you gotta hit the snap you gotta hit the snap <laughs> So I'm going to punch one of the guys to block him, and Bradley Chubb picks me up and throws me five yards in. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> we need to find these. We need to make a highlight reel of all of oh, these things yeah, that I've heard great. now. I mean, from the, the, the falling from yeah. the pass, <laughs> and like, this one. That would be a hell of a highlight reel. Well, I always ask that because, you know, Jose Borgales, he, he and his brother, they said, we hate when people say that, like, kickers, punters, long snappers, et cetera, aren't athletic because we will. And most of you all played yeah. different positions prior mm-hmm. to that. It's not like you are groomed to be this thing. So I think it's it's uh, when you get the chance to hit somebody, you would. Does he ever teach you how to hit? I mean, you should be teaching him how to hit. Somebody. See, I never made a tackle, or Doc tries to say I never made a tackle. I was in on two one day, but Doc doesn't give me credit for the tackle. Yeah. He is a very tough grader. <laughs> he keeps like track of that. Like he'll yeah. know. If it, oh, that's yeah. incredible. He loves special teams. Yeah, he, he does. Really does. What does he have? Like a background? I mean, aside from when Urban Meyer is a huge special teams guy. Yeah, that's who Doc kind of okay. learned it all under and stuff, and he kind of has the same philosophy okay. here at Marshall. And that's so crazy. So like during practice, Doc would hang out with us. He would always talk with us. and <laughs> I can't imagine a head coach specials. doing that. Yeah. This is so crazy. Have you seen, I don't know if you guys use TikTok. Yeah. You see, you, you're on it, you've seen it. Lineman TikTok is something. Lineman TikTok. So, lineman, well, I call it lineman TikTok, but like oh, okay. the linemen on TikTok, there's like a whole special genre. Oh, really? Like a bunch of linemen make all yeah. these videos. One of them, I think you'd think this is funny, is a bunch of the linemen at Duke, offensive and defensive, because in this they're unified. Yeah. You know, linemen, they go through it together. It's one of those videos, and they, they walk forward, because it's like, oh, when a girl hears you're a football player, and then they all walk forward, like, oh, yeah, and then she's like, oh, position players only, and then they all back off. <laughs> and then they yeah. go, do you find that, like, linemen band together for certain things like that? Oh, yeah. You know, offense and defense mm-hmm. linemen, they're, I think they're, I mean, I'm biased. Yes. Some of the greatest <laughs> people, you know. Really? And O-line and D-line, you know, during practice, they're going against each other, yeah. and you're smashing heads yeah. all day. You're going head to head, but then, you know, afterwards, you're buddy-buddy. Yeah. Buddy, yeah. Go grab a beer together, whatever. So what think, happens when the linemen get the ox? <laughs> no, this is well, a real question. Country music gets played in the locker that, room. Is that, that's first, what I thought. That my first two or three years, we had mm-hmm. White Boy Wednesday. <laughs> so the, it was country okay. music the whole time. The whole time. Was, yeah, and that was, that was a fun thing because, like, you know, everybody, it was just, it was a joke. Yeah, White Boy Wednesday, yeah. the alignment get the lock. Get the alignment get the lock, <laughs> and it's country. See, we were having this debate on Twitter, and I'm glad that you're backing this up because I said... If, if linemen had the ox cord, it would most likely be country that'd be up there. And then there's a few guys that would maybe throw on some, like, OG rap, I guess. Like, I would think, you yeah. know. Some rock. Some yeah, some rock. Heavy metal. Oh, right. Yeah. So some what what banging. happens when special teams get the ox? Ah, we really don't get the ox. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets the ox at some point. No, no. no specialists don't really get the ox. It's oh, a bummer. Who, what position gets the ox? Who gets in there first? Let, uh, let me guess. DBs. DBs. Ah, oh, I was going to say DBs. DBs yeah. receivers. And those. it's always, like, whatever is uh, current rap music. Yeah. Which is good. Or yeah. some of the guys will play some of the guys' mixtapes or whatever. Mixtapes. Like, or, like, their own raps, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Home studio. Guys. Yeah. Home studio shit. We had an old no back way. here that has, uh, <laughs> no way. That has a couple songs out. Keon Davis, they would uh, play his songs in the locker, yeah. <laughs> really? Was it good? Yeah, 
pretty good. Okay. There was a couple things. Yeah, yeah that, okay. was okay. that wasn't bad. Well, Clemson, you know, had their own song, Swags, or not Swag Servant, that's what they would always play, but they had uh, their DJ actually wrote and recorded a rap song for Clemson, and it was called, like, um, something, Getting Crunk in Death Valley. Huh. And the, huh. you know, when they had the, all those linemen that were really good uh, two yeah. years ago, they rapped in it and all that stuff. So oh, it was, okay. and it was, like, produced, like, it's on iTunes and shit. Huh. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, there is this interesting intersection of sports and music. Like, I mm. feel like most athletes want to be musicians, and a lot of musicians like Drake want to be athletes. Right. So you get, did you guys see that, that video that he did? With all the... No, you're not Drake fans out here. I'm not a big rap guy. What What do you listen to? Don't Country music, okay. some Jimmy Buffett. I'm, I was going to say, I, you I say live on the water, music, so I'll just, kill you. I'm just chilling. That's true. You listen in Florida. Yeah. And you live in Florida. Florida. Okay. Go out on the boat. Yeah. No shoes radio. Yeah. <laughs> no shoes radio. <laughs> Margaritaville radio. Yeah, 57, okay. 24 okay. on Sirius. That's very interesting because yeah. you don't think of that in Florida. What do you mean? Well, I just, I when I think of Florida, I don't think no shoes radio. You've never been on the boat in Florida? No, I have not. I know people go marlin fishing and all that stuff. Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. done go it. Go out to the island. Well, we have water in California. Yeah. Okay. I've been out on that water. It's, it's different. Eh. It's different. <laughs> I guess. I guess. So it's I cold. So he was down, our buddy Jackson White, shout out Jackson White. I told him I was going to give him a shout out. He's, oh, good. He's currently down in Columbia, South Carolina, coaching up the Gamecocks. Okay. He's a GA there. Okay. So he's coaching ball today. And oh, yeah. Uh, Who are they playing again? Uh, oh, I forgot. No, they're off today. They're oh, they're next, not playing today. Yeah, okay. they're off today. It's their final scrimmage. Somebody ranked, and I don't know how he'll feel about this, but last night at the bar down here in the hotel... Mm-hmm. There was App State dad, and his son is 18. He's trying to decide where to go to college. So he told me the six colleges that he's yeah. looking at. It was Georgia, NC State, Charlotte, South Carolina, and one other one I can't remember. And he and I was like, I'm going to rank those for you, so you should tell your son where to go. And and South Carolina was at the bottom. See, hmm. I went to Columbia this summer. And I thought it was they said in they said in June Columbia is like one of the worst places to be weather wise. Oh, that's where it was. I mean, it it's was like hot, but awful. I've been in ninety five degree weather the last six months. This is the first cool weather I've seen since before COVID. Well, yeah, that's true. Florida. I was yeah. just in Florida last week. It's, I was in it's warm. Miami. It was it's, it's six thirty in the morning when I go to work. I'm sweating walking my car. <laughs> that's awful. Um, but South Carolina, I've never been to their game day environment. I've heard it's okay, but I don't know. I would. I mean, you got to go Georgia first. Yeah. Athens. See, you guys ever been to Athens? I'm a Florida. I'm a true Florida fan at heart. So you can't be a Georgia fan. No, ever. can't be a Georgia fan. I've <laughs> heard that game is incredible. Oh, What's the name for that? World's the largest, world's largest out, pit? Yeah, yeah outdoor, outdoor cocktail party. That's right. That's, that's a that hell of a place to be to. <laughs> I've heard that that's crazy. Oh, it's insane. You'll I got it. That's on my list of. Because I've been around the country covering games. Like I've been to the Grove at Ole Miss, which is incredible. And then we have tailgates out on the West Coast. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. Cal and Stanford play. It's a big game. Um, USC has a pretty crazy tailgate. That's probably the craziest tailgate I've ever seen. Then another yeah. crazy one is Florida State Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those Florida people State not tailgates. like each other at Miami, all. Miami, Miami t- is okay tailgate. Florida State though is insane, mm-hmm. and Tallahassee's crazy. Yeah. I like Tallahassee, mm-hmm. but um, shout out Mike Norvell, who is the head coach at Florida State now, and that's the homie friend of the podcast, and he's from the Pac-12. He gotcha. started okay, it. Yeah. ASU and maybe we got a couple old Marshall guys at Florida State. Yeah, their coaching staff is good. I like them. Um, A a bunch of their guys follow me on Twitter. Their O line coach and their offensive coordinator. Mm. They're good guys. Mm. A tough loss to Georgia Tech. Very tough. Cannot lose that game. No, it's so. Then today, Georgia Tech plays UCF. UCF, and obviously by the time I post, I said it. They have a banner that says they are. They're not. I mean, they they hung that. The school's literally thirty miles from my house, and they're not. I mean, yeah, we did lose to them. I'll give them credit for that in the bowl game. Yeah, they beat us. Yeah, they're not national champions. 
I mean, they went undefeated for like two years. Yeah, yeah, they're just not national Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say it. Have you seen? Because okay, let's. If Marshall was in their shoes, Same. I would not grab Marshall as national champions. But if do you know? I mean, you. I, I would be. Say, I would be salty. You do know how hard it is to not lose a game. Oh, yeah, I'm for sure. For that many games in a row. I mean, we just went not on our five, six game winning streak a couple of years ago at Marshall. I'm like, holy crap, we're bound okay, to lose one were at on some like point. Yeah. Teams, so like, See, and then they lost to LSU in a bowl game, which. It's LSU. They made Joey Burrow, Joe Burrow. Joey Burrow. Yes. I was at that game, and Joe Burrow, this is the legend of Joe Burrow. He sits there after the game, and they're like, they're asking him questions in the media. The media is for the birds, but they're asking him all these dumb questions, and then they go, oh, was that the most physical team you've seen? And he straight up looks at them, and he's like, we play in the SEC, so no. And, and just, like, dropped the mic and left. Damn. <laughs> he, that was the beginning, to me, of the legend of Joe Burrow. Honestly, yeah. the most physical team I saw at Marshall was probably Pitt. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I've heard was, that they're They pretty, were large humans. I've heard that. And, and NC State was pretty physical, too. They were, they had NC that, State is another one. They I, had that D-line with Chubb and all the first-round yeah. picks on that, and they were, they yeah. were men. I had Naheem Hines. He was a running back there on my podcast. He's with the Colts now. He's killing okay. it. Yeah. They, NC State's a good team. I don't know how well they're going to do today, but we'll see. Let's talk about Conference USA. Big fan over here of Conference USA. I've been to almost all, most of the schools. Seen all of them play. This conference deserves a seat at the college football table. I say it. I'm writing about it. Yeah. It's true. You have NFL guys come out every year. Every year. People don't realize where they come from. Right. And and there's a lot of tradition, honestly. Yes. Marshall, you have Southern Miss, who's been really good. Uh, FAU and FIU are up and coming. WKU always somehow is around. They're they're really good. They've had guys come out of there every year for the league. And uh, not sure about the Texas schools. They're... A little iffy sometimes. <laughs> UTEP and, and UTSA, huh? Rice. Yeah. yeah, North Texas good. That's a cool place. UAB was a little disappointing. I, I, their first week they did really well, and then against Miami they got exposed. That kid was the running. They never back played UAB at all at Marshall. Really? Yeah, never played UAB. Who do you think was either. the toughest Conference USA team you faced? Um, do you remember? Uh, it has to be Western Kentucky. I'm gonna say sure. Western. Really? They won. Okay. I mean, they, they, they are a good team. Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, they used to be. A good team. <laughs> I don't think it's as strong as they've kind of fallen off a little bit. But no, they. My first two years, they were really good. Yeah. And, and it, the the rivalry between yeah. us is just that's I mean, what I've heard. The rivalry, the moonshine throwdown. That. Yeah. You, you know, it adds that much more tension and, and chippiness. And yeah. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Absolutely. So, but yeah, Western's probably the, the toughest. Who's the best quarterback that you faced? Um, is, that, is, that, is that a tough I always ask people that is that tough to like but I, I'm I feel like the western guy what, it, yeah, what was his name he, he came out he swung the rock he, he was just <laughs> at where at western, western. Yeah. yeah what year was it 2016 2015 they maybe it wasn't Major Fine no no really Brandon oh yeah Brandon yeah. Dowdy yeah. yeah he was Dowdy. good yeah he was is he he was good he's in the league Let's he, see. He, he played it, and is there okay, starting quarterback? Oh, that Mike White guy also played against. Oh, he us. plays in the the East West Shrine game. Then another underrated quarterback out of Let's Conference see. USA. Who's oh, not. he was the seventh round. Okay, I've never heard of yeah, this. Yeah, he was. That's he was not good. that didn't get enough respect. Was uh, Middle Tennessee's kid uh, Stockstill? Okay. He is oh, a baller. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's have a conversation about this. Brent Stockstill, great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Middle Tennessee. So Middle Tennessee is another one of my baby teams. Like I love them. Uh, their head coach, Rick, good friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, their offensive coordinator, Tony Franklin, is like one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. And their quarterback this year, Asher O'Hara, very good player, had a really tough game against Army. 
Yeah, I believe trust me, we, we know he's good. And <laughs> yeah. It's those running quarterbacks that we played at Marshall, right. the Mason's Fines, the Middle Tennessee kid right. this year, the Charlotte kids. Yeah, the Charlotte quarterback. So like Kandini's almost. I like Brent. I think he was a talented quarterback, but I think Mason Fines better than him. I don't know. I thought we played him one of the years, and he was... He was just harder to... Is he elusive? He was just, smart. Okay. He was smart. He's very smart. And he got into a lot of injury trouble, though. He, like, did. he broke his collarbone in yeah. a game. He was always getting smashed up. So how smart are you, really? Mm-hmm. That's true. But the <laughs> thing with him was he wasn't afraid to. He wasn't he's afraid not to take afraid. a hit. Yeah, that's true. And, like if he's, he's that's what Asher's doing too. And there's clips of him. He, there's a clip of Asher straight up kicking a like a linebacker. Like he runs up to him, yeah. kicks him. That, that's the thing. But that's how you get hurt. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that quarterback, you got to be smarter. But, yeah, if he, if he comes out of the pocket, you mm-hmm. got to – I mean, he's going he to slide. Yeah. He's lowering his shoulder and coming that's right true. through. But he's lowering your shoulder at guys like you or linebackers. I mean, he's not big. This is – I don't understand true, yeah. how there's not more injury in that regard. Yeah. It's crazy. Which – and you were talking about the FIU, FAU schools. Not, not a fan – not really a fan. Really they fan. don't really Not have fan. a whole lot of fans. <laughs> no, I don't it's, think so. It's it's a sad place to play, <laughs> honestly. Like I go but home. They have I DJs. Got, like they, they probably do have DJs. Like, but uh, they, FAU had some crazy light show this oh. past oh, year. Oh, FAU's got the nicest shit. Yeah, when Lane like, Kiffin like, was there. He, yeah, the Lane Train man. The Lane Train. We shut that thing down. Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst game was when they oh, played at UCF. You want to see a picture? Of Lane Kiffin? No, no, this is the best thing. I don't want to see a picture no, of Lane. No, 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 this is the All best. you need to know, but I want to say this on record right now, because I told somebody this last night. All you need to know about Lane Kiffin is in his follows on Twitter. Go to his Twitter right now. Pause the podcast. Go to his Twitter and look at who he follows. And tell me that that doesn't tell you everything about the guy. Derail Lane's train. Go hurt. Whose sign was that? Some fan. Some fan gave, gave it to us after, after the game, game, after we kicked their ass. So this was in 2018. Yeah. So we're looking at a picture of a sign that says "Derail Lane's Train." <laughs> Go herd. So you got Ryan, <laughs> myself, Will starting tackle for the herd. Then Levi was this, our center for the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, Levi, yeah, that's right. That's crazy. That's a good sign. Yeah, real good sign. It was up in our house forever. Just, are you looking it up? Is it on Twitter? Yeah, on Twitter. Go. To, uh, I'll show you. I'll show you later. But basically, he follows a bunch of coeds. <laughs> it's it's a little. That, I'm like, how is this not? <laughs> We used to have this bar in Huntington named Jake's, and there's rumors that Lane Kiffin was out the Friday night at it. 100%. 100%. There's been rumors around before that game. and Oh, I, Lane yeah. Kiffin, like, and it's crazy because everyone keeps giving him, like, I mean, he's been fired from so many places, <laughs> and he's still coaching um, D1 praise at Ole Miss. Like, and that's only going to be trouble. There's, yeah. That's not going to go well. <laughs> God, the guy got fired on a tarmac. Okay, like that happened, and how do we forget that? And he broke. He coached the Raiders. How do people not remember these things? I always thought it was the funniest thing when we would play at FAU. Like specials would always be out 100 minutes before kickoff or whatever. Yeah, you guys. (laughs) Then the teams start coming out, and we're like, huh. Where's Kiffin? Like it's because it's always a big entrance he makes. Oh he yeah, and he's in his the, suit. Like yeah, he's fitted he out. It would be like twenty minutes before kickoff when he would show yeah. up onto the field. That's when he would just stroll out there, and we're like, all right, well, whatever. Lane man, Kiffin, yeah. man, he's I and I'm. I've heard stories from his days at Alabama, and I will not. These are actually not repeatable for the podcast, which is pretty crazy because usually everything's fair game. But he's had a time. He's had a time. Yeah. No one has had. More fun oh, he, than Lane he definitely has a good and time. I don't know how he keeps going, but it'll be interesting to see Ole Miss. Look at this game though, zero zero. I like the that we're watching. This is gonna matter yeah. when we post it, but Tulsa 
Way better than people think. Another like small conference, conference team. Yeah, yeah exactly. Even the American Conference. Like, yeah. You have the UCF. You have Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Is really good. Cincinnati is good. And then mm-hmm. uh, South Florida's up and coming. I'm firm believer in Jeff Scott. I think three years. I do like Jeff Scott. Yeah. They're gonna be. We think about UCF. Houston. Houston's good too. Tulane, I, kinda honestly, su- kind of salty about Houston though. Honestly, why? We when we went down to Rice, uh-huh. we flew into Houston, and then okay. Houston took the plane we were on, <laughs> go to UCF, right? <laughs> so it was flip flop the next day. They were flying back from Orlando right. into Houston. We were coming and back then to you would get their plane, and yeah. we sat on the tarmac for three hours after the game, waiting on it because the game went into a rain delay, and it was we it's just not their fault. The worst thing after a game is sitting on the tarmac for three hours. Did you not win? No, we won. Oh, well then, whatever. Revel in it. We're just hammering the Gatorades on the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. We got stuff to do back in Huntington. (laughs) Things close at a certain time. (laughs) Last night, everything was open until 3. Yeah. That's another thing. And people, you know, back home, California is California. It's very strict. Things were closed way earlier than out here. Things are still closed. It's also on fire. And um, people, I was telling people, like, the bars are open here, and they, they don't believe it. I was like, things are open until 3 a.m. right now. During, during <laughs> I don't this think stuff. the bars ever closed in Florida, honestly. I, I know. Florida, when I was there, was <laughs> So the this, this little side story. So there's a place <laughs> we would go eat, drop a boat now, go on the boat, and go eat lunch. And like in a boat. Yeah, drive up to their dock okay. and everything. Okay, and that's a thing. I so see. I re- I actually, the restaurants did close for like four weeks. Yeah, and the whole thing. They had and to. They would have to go drinks. And yeah. To to go margaritas were like in a quart container, <laughs> and it was. You could get whatever Jeez. you wanted to go containers, and it was awesome. I was watching the game day before this, and Mike Gundy was on there, and did they have a lot of fans at this game? As you there was a lot of fans. A lot of them, and he went on there and said, <laughs> and you know he's. He's very pro-America, very, mm-hmm. like, he says what yeah. he says, whatever. But he goes, we need, like, America needs this for us to be playing, for us to have fans. Like, we need this. And I was just dying because he gets hated on. Yeah, he does. Coaches don't speak out like that against this kind of stuff very often. And he did, and that kind of, you know, backfired yeah. for him. I have to ask, obviously, you guys weren't playing during everything that's going on now with in our country. And I think it's been an interesting thing to talk about Black Lives Matter movement and how all the players have been using this platform. Have you talked to guys that are on the team or anything about what that's been like to go through that? Or Yeah, I know Marshall did something really cool when mm-hmm. the whole first things happened. They all took a knee okay. on the field. They were all five yards apart for the eight minutes and 28 seconds. I okay, believe. yeah, I am. And a lot of the guys were like, that's a long. Right. That like is. Were, was, when you're in it and you realize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so it was totally. really cool. It was really touching to see on mm-hmm. Twitter and stuff. And That's awesome. Yeah, so it was really cool. That's really neat. I'm glad because it, it affects everybody. And you and you guys have this unique, I mean, you guys, but your team has this unique platform. You guys are on prime time today. Yeah. yeah. 3.30. CBS. That's huge. It should be an Auburn LSU game on today at 3.30. And that's what it should be. And yeah. now Marshall App State's playing on. Now you guys get this chance. <laughs> yeah. Do you think guys are going to take, like, if you were in their shoes and you're playing today and you have this huge st- stage to make this statement, do you think you you got to get after it and, and show people what this program is made of? Yeah, I think of? pregame, you're like, all right, there's an extra juice around. you got yeah. the sky cam floating around. And the kickers are trying to hit it, of course. And all <laughs> is this that stuff. a thing? Yeah, I mean, our punter, Robert Lefebvre, if the sky cam, he's probably going to try to hit it today in warm-ups. Does gonna- anyone ever hit it? 
Uh, hopefully he does. Hopefully has anybody oh, ever hit one? See, we only had one sky cam, and Aww. he wasn't playing back then when Aww. we were. Uh, we had Louisville. Yeah, they were like not. number three in the country. I'm gonna look for that when I'm yeah. down because I go. Yeah, definitely watch, uh, watch the punter in pregame. So Robert, uh, <laughs> we actually we lived with Robert and Jackson. The okay. four of us lived together, and Robert's a good dude, great punter. Hopefully he doesn't have to punt today. That would yeah. be cool because he didn't, hasn't had to punt yet, and now he's actually. That's crazy that there were no. no thank same. you for bringing that up because no punts last game. And so, so the long snapper at Marshall, Zach Appio, made his debut last week, and okay. I'm like, wait, you always want to get the first one out of the way, first field goal, first punt of the game, yeah. and kind of the emotions start coming down, and it's back to normal. And he never got his punt, and his probably his first punt's going to be today on a big stage and gets a team, and hopefully mm-hmm. he'll he'll be good. He's yeah. he's, a, he's a really good snapper. And you saw what happened to the punter at um, Louisville. The punt, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a clip. They and Satterfield was talking about it. They you know they snapped it to him and he dropped it. Yeah, it's been a rough couple weeks. He dropped it. <laughs> How do you drop it? That's your job yeah, as a you catcher. One job. You're literally <laughs> watching the. <laughs> Mr. McAfee hasn't been too happy with the old special. <laughs> it, it was very uh, interesting to see somebody drop that. But long snapping's a lot harder than it looks. Oh. One of the things that I've done with our radio show in San Francisco is we had tryouts for long snapping because everyone's like, everybody, oh, everybody on the team thinks they can do it. Everyone thinks they can kick field goals, yeah. yeah, punt, all that stuff. But long snapping, we had we set up a garbage can, right? You had to snap it into the garbage can. The distance that you do it is, I don't know how many. 14 and a half yards. Yeah. Can. It's not easy. No, not at all. It's really not. Have you had somebody come in and try and, and be like, I could do it, try and do it, and fail so terribly that it's memorable? Yeah, my first year I was at Marsh, I was 180 pounds. Like, I was not built to play college. I played nine games that year, played them all, <laughs> and I just got took a beating on extra points and stuff. And then obviously I was the only snapper on the roster at yeah. that time, so I was doing everything. How do you have only one snapper in Doc Holliday, such a big special team guy? So the guy that really beat me out during camp my <laughs> freshman year, he walks, he goes to practice on a Tuesday. Yeah. And Wednesday morning, he gets a call from the special teams coordinator. He was like, Coach, I'm done. I'm moving back home. I'm quitting. He quit. He quit the team. Wow. He quit the whole school. He quit the whole school thing. Left. Yeah. Every, a, up and left, uh, Zach Wood. He wow. up and left. So yeah. you just got thrown to the wall. So Doc calls me in his you office at like 1030 okay. on a Wednesday morning. He was like, oh, how you doing? <laughs> Good coach, how are you? Like this is, I thought I was in trouble for something. Oh, like, no. what the hell did I do the weekend before? He goes, uh, you ready to play? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah. you're our guy. I'm like, all right, let's go. And then first game at Pitt, Heinz Field, walking out there, I'm like, holy shit. Is it faster? So, like, when you're getting it and snapping it, did they come at you so much faster? I mean, you can't prepare for that. See, inc- Does it happen in slow motion for you? Does it happen? It kind of does. Everything yeah. slows down on the field. I That's what I like thought. It. I don't know about you. if. Yeah, everything on the field. No is way, just in the lineman position, yeah. it's so well, much. I mean, that shit happens. Like, it's kind of adjusting to like when I first got to college. Yeah, it's like holy shit. Well, it's faster yeah. than high school. Yeah. Well, then once like once you get settled in, it's and even junior senior year, mm-hmm. like first three or four plays of the game, you're like it's you're, moving really fast. But yeah, after by the third up, quarter, then, it's like, like everything once, slowed down. Really like slowed you're down, locked yeah. in. That's crazy. And it's like the same thing once I got to the league. Like I was gonna say because then transitioning. To the NFL, it's even faster. Every transition is like... And yeah. it hits... The hits are harder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. crazy thing with snapping... I, so I didn't block in college. Like, I was a snap and release guy. Oh, okay. But in the NFL, you got to block. To, so yeah. that's what I spent the... Uh, working January on yeah. through March through Pro Day working with a guy named Chris Matthew. He was actually a snapper at Marshall. Okay. He was a walk-on and played 10 years in the league as a snapper. So I was working with him and stuff. I'll tell you what. Those first six weeks, I never... I never was really bad at long snapping. Yeah. Right? Like I've always was confident. Always was <laughs> I never, decent. Yeah. That isn't no, ringing in like I never, I was really, never really bad. At I never really struggled okay. with it. 
<laughs> and those first six weeks trying to adjust and figure it out, I was like, this is almost impossible. And yeah. I, obviously, I got it down and stuff and feel confident like I could do it right now. But the blocking's hard because you, it you, is. you it's have to hit a certain It is. It's completely different. Way. Like yeah. you're not all following through all the way. You're yeah. snapping back up and you're yeah. having to block a guy like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of the things that Blake said. He said that they really look at blocking. No, blocking is the key. Like because everyone can snap the ball. So like, should you? Do you wish that you'd done more of that than in college to kind of prepare? Or yeah, I mean, I, yes, yeah. but I can't really control the whole scheme. No, yeah, like, yeah. I know. But there's definitely pluses and minuses yeah. to it. But I was just fortunate enough to be able to work with a guy that did ten years in the league. That there's some guys out there that are going to teach blocking. You do this, you do this, you do this. Mm-hmm. You do not deviate from it. This is what you have to do. Yeah. But taking it from a guy who played in the league for ten years, he knows all the ins and outs. What yeah. you have to do what you don't have to do and just gives you kind of all the tricks special teams guys i don't know about linemen i don't know if you guys ever like joke around on the line or like fuck around or like say anything to each other like other team or you guys but i know special teams they do i've been told by punters and kickers even especially during like field goals sometimes the guy holding it will say shit to the kicker right before he kicks do you guys ever do you ever do that? The offensive lineman with me, uh, Kate Madden and Josh Ball and Alex Blunt, all of them, they would always give me the hardest time. Really? Practice. Yeah, they're just giving me shit for no reason. <laughs> and then our D line coach, Coach Price, would always be in practice. He'd be throwing turf beads at me whenever I was snapping. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. But I'm not so, like, like, during easy. a game though. Uh, games you know, are easy. Game. Games are way easier than practice. Interesting. So funny, Blake Keller, he graduated a year ahead of me. (laughs) Already. Him and I always played beside each other. Okay. Well, we were down, I think we were at Charlotte. We would always just say some crazy shit. I, like, I kind of got that. I'm just like, no, we were... You're very like, quiet, but I bet on the field you're like terrifying. Like idiots. <laughs> they would think teams. they were probably idiots. What did you say? Just, like random shit, but the one game, I think it was Charlotte. Yeah. We, like, you're the, talking to each other? No, we're you're talking, talking to the other well, team. Kind of both. both so yeah. like the, the center makes would make calls mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, we would we started picking up on it. They'd say like, for instance, I don't know a word. San Diego or something. Okay. Just like calling out protections and shit. And I, and I, <laughs> Just reset. Hey, Blake, Blake, San Diego, San Diego. Well, like a couple times we actually guessed it up right and like <laughs> made a good play. So it made it sound and like they, you they, knew they, it was coming? freaking out like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and if you saw Blake, Blake doesn't look like he's a college football player. No. Whatsoever. He, he was like a... Uh, like a stay-at-home dad. He's like literally a stay-at-home dad. dad. That's what he's like. He was your. He looked like your local drunk, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy. No, no, he loved it. But that's he, probably like a advantage because then they look at him and think he's not going to be anything or he's not going to yeah. hit him, and then he. So right. this is a picture of Blake balling out in the alumni flag football game. <laughs> he had like five receptions for a bunch of yards, a couple touchdowns, and what position yeah. was he playing? He played the end. He was a starter for us. That's what he looked yeah, like. Yeah, he went to. Oh my god, he does. Ca- Wait, not a stay-at-home dad, but he yeah, looks like he's a stay-at-home he looks dad. like somebody's brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like somebody's little brother. That's what he looks like. Yeah, let's see. If, what well, a sweetheart. Yeah. He started out at. So you UCF. guys were dumb and dumber up there. You guys yeah, are not dumb and like bash. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. You guys are like the Bash Brothers from the yeah. Mighty Ducks. Like that. That was you guys. There is. He's playing a little football there. He's getting after it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Man. So whose Instagram is this? That's Blake's Blizzy Blake forty four. Hey, shout, shout out. Yeah. Go to his Instagram because this yeah. is what we're looking at right now. I mean, I'll put all of your guys' social in the show notes so people can follow you because obviously there's things to be seen here. Absolutely. Okay. Let's finish it out with most memorable. Pre-game locker room speech. Do you guys ever get guys that come in, you know, like 
the guest speakers or maybe it was a coach who said something. For example, I was at UCF when Stanford was playing last year and Tiger Woods gave them their pregame speech. So, I mean, like, I know you may not have somebody like that, but someone that gave a really memorable speech. Hmm. I think I stumped him. You yeah, I'm trying to like, like now. I don't know, like everyone, like we'd have people talk before the games and yeah. stuff, but I always tried to stay as calm as can be. I didn't want to get super high, high, super jacked up. Yeah. I was like, I'm not about to go bang my head against someone for a hundred plays. Like I would listen to my country music, some yeah. people back, chill out, okay. and settle down. But there was the strength coaches would be the ones that would talk okay. at the time and they'd get everyone jacked strength up. Strength coaches are crazy. Yeah. Oh, they're well, psychopaths. So my first, I think it was my first and second year, uh-huh. we had Scott Sinclair. Okay. He's at Georgia now. Yeah. Him, a- uh, Billy Brown was the assistant. He's okay. at EKU. Anyway, before the games in the locker room, they would, Sinclair would grab like chairs and shit and, and break it over games. Billy's back. Like <laughs> over his back. No. And he had, I don't know Did what Did that it was. like fire people up? Oh, yeah. I think it was more just them, they were having fun. <laughs> but they had like two by fours and shit and just hit each other. Like WWE stuff. Yes. Literally That's like crazy. that. And then like one time Sinclair had, I don't know what he put in his mouth, but mm-hmm. he was like, had a flame and like no yeah. what? <laughs> pyrotechnics. There's video Shit. somewhere. I don't know where it's See, at. See, I gotta get. I gotta talk to your video footage guy. Is what we need to do because I gotta find some of these things. Funny but. part about Billy is me and Billy went to the same high school. Really? From the same hometown. That's yeah. really interesting. That's another question I want to ask. So obviously, you guys do the the 75 game. It's it's a huge, mm-hmm. incredible deal. Where and part of that week is you research. I learned that you researched the number that you're wearing and the player that wore that yeah. during the crash. Mm-hmm. Last year, Brendan Knox, I don't know if you remember this, but he wore his number, and the guy that wore his number was from the same hometown. I remember that. Is that I not kind of like the similar, craziest thing? I kind of have a similar story. So whenever I committed to Marshall as mm-hmm. a walk-on or whatever they call that now, this lady reached out to us that lived in Cocoa Beach, which is just across the bridge, and she was like, hey, I'm a huge Marshall fan, this and that. My dad was the athletic director in the plane crash. No. Luciana Call. So uh, we became really good friends with her. So I always wore her dad's sticker on my uh, On helmet. your helmet and for yeah, that she game. lived wow. in Cocoa Beach. And That's literally, incredible. So her and my mom became great friends. They'd fly up on Saturday mornings wow. together to come to the games. And I mean, I get chills yeah. hearing about these things. And they said, and you guys both, you've played in 75 games. Mm-hmm. The guys last year told me that they you can feel kind of like a presence. Like Oh, oh it's a different yeah. atmosphere. It's crazy. You can't wow. really describe it. Like gridiron it, ghosts, like, like actual... That's crazy. Yeah, I'm getting, look, I, I, I know. I started to get that. I know. It's hard to talk about. Like they... Somebody has told me the fact I tried last year. I was only in for a day, so I couldn't make it. This, but this year, year, it's on a Saturday. I'm gonna try and come it's on this a year because this is the no, 50th anniversary yeah, of this 50th, year. Yeah. So yeah, that's no, a special game for sure. Yeah, that was my favorite one. Yeah, I mean, Always. and you guys have won it uh, statistically. Don't, you don't lose that game. Really yeah, yeah. Even so. the three and nine year, that we won like, that game. We were like Middle, Middle Tennessee was, was a good team. They were the favorite in the conference. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I'm like. Can't lose this. Like, I'm, I'm just <laughs> a long Like I'm honor. not. I don't have a huge part in the right. outcome or whatever. But I'm like, man, can't lose this whatsoever. And we have our best game of the season. We play lights yeah, out. And it's it like, wild. and then the next week we just go back to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, to, but it's like, crazy. I mean, the, it is crazy how much that affects like people everywhere and yeah. like, how many connections it has. Oh, like, the connections even like at the, Marshall. Like, yeah. In like, the town. In the movie. Yeah, I've they, never seen going the movie. Uh, you never seen the movie? I can't movie? watch it. Really? Susa, I can't. So they go. I start crying just hearing about it here. I can't watch it. They're looking for the new coach. Uh-huh. And it's in, he lives in, he's from Worcester, Ohio. But Worcester, okay. Ohio is like 15 minutes from, from my where hometown. you are. That's yeah. crazy. So that, that was crazy. That's but, the connections that they yeah. have. And even when I flew in last year, every person I entered, I'd never been here before. Mm-hmm. I only came because I think so many at the department was like, you should come. So I came out. 
every person I interacted with that weekend had a tie Everyone to somebody a on that yep. plane, whether it was working at the airport or they were on the flight or they were, you know, so-and-so. It was my Uber driver had a story. Yeah. You know, the guy, the athletic director was talking to me about something. It was crazy crazy thing to be a Everyone part of. Everyone has a story. It's all full circle. And you, That's what makes Marshall so life. special. Yeah. It's no, the people. Yeah. Yeah. People ask, do you miss football? Like, yeah, I miss football, but I miss the people. Yeah. Like, That's yeah. why you guys came back. Yeah, 100%. It's the people. It's just the town, yeah. the people, because, you know, I got people here that live yeah. here that I'm going to be like, friends with. with family. Yeah. yeah. You know, they are so Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, shit on that note, I don't think we're going to get better than that. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks for having yeah, us. Of course. Awesome. I'm glad this worked out. The herd's going to pull off a big win today. Hopefully I'm not eating my words here in a couple days, but uh, <laughs> look for the herd to, herd to roll. I have one last question. I, I've been wanting to ask this. With the return of the XFL, mm-hmm. would... Sign me up. Let's go. I'm like, would you guys look at XFL play ever? I would. Absolutely. 100%. You watched it... In it, when it happened last oh it was awesome it was you guys shotgun and beers after games like that's incredible <laughs> so you right remember there. the guy from Seattle who did that yes. his name's Anthony Johnson he played at FIU okay I had him on my podcast his nickname is The Gut and he All and right. I were gonna shot, have a shotgun contest yeah. because he had never had a white claw he only drank the Bud Light seltzers, seltzers. So I'm talking to him. He's talking about why he did that. It was a Steve Austin beer bath. Like, that was the tribute. He was a big WWE guy. So I was about to fly up to Seattle. We were going to have a shotgun contest, him (laughs) and I. I was probably going to lose. But I don't know. I I drank a lot in college. Who who knows? And then COVID hit. And that game got canceled. And then the league falls. So it's going to come back back for sure. Yeah, love for a chance that'd be awesome i mean it opens up all these doors for guys that didn't maybe like couldn't find a place in the nfl but like ha- want to play still and then work their way i mean because football is a serious sport but it's still a game oh yeah too it's still 100 yeah. percent a game you're supposed to have fun but like did you a, like the interview like the fact that they did the interviews like oh i loved the game? it I, think <laughs> like, I, lost uh, I mean i'd hate to be a kicker but yeah. sink a kick and be like <laughs> Oh, uh, what happened on so the How kick? do you feel about that? Yeah. Oh, shit, I just yeah, missed it. I don't know. Like, like, <laughs> just make a bad play. How do you feel about that? That nah, is so funny. I don't want to talk about All right, that. so XFL, so we're in. In. And oh, you guys yeah. will play. I think I'll the XFL is great, yeah. That's okay. Great. That's, that's, I mean, no one I've talked to has been like, no, you know, it's not yeah. great. But I think people are just worried about how to make it work. Like, yeah. obviously, the first, first time, big fail. True. You know, and then we had the AAF big fail mm. and then they finally brought it back and it looked like it was doing well I mean uh, St. Louis embraced oh, they were it. yeah they, they were doing great yeah. yeah but then COVID sometimes you don't recover from these things and who knows when we'll be at full capacity and I think The Rock is a good person to have um, and his partner who owns it with him is female first I saw female that first female owner yeah. that's awesome she's incredible so it looks like it'll come back but you just never know. No, I never know. But I hope so. Yeah. I, I was curious if maybe we'll see you guys playing yeah. in the XL. Yeah, I'll be in. <laughs> I'll be so in. All right. Well, thank you guys again. Thanks for having us. This yeah. Of course. Awesome. We will have to check back later in the season and see if some of these predictions come through. Who, who do you think is going to win the Conference USA? The Herd. Marshall. Okay. All you guys can't just say that. No, it's going to be... Uh, <laughs> come on. I like Marshall versus... Uh, uh, let's give it uh, Louisiana Tech. In it. La Tech. La Tech is way better Marshall than has to go to credit. Louisiana yeah, they're, they're Tech. So, underrated. Louisiana really Tech had five guys out when Marshall played them last year. I don't know if we would have won that game if their starting quarterback was playing. That was the one I was at here. Yeah. yeah that's was, right. But a, they, but those guys were idiots. They broke team rules. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's right, kind yeah. of on your... That's... Yeah, I don't feel bad for him yeah. or anything, but no. I think it, it would have <laughs> been a them. different game, 100%. That's fair. But I'm going Marshall, Louisiana Tech, in a Huntington. Yeah. Yeah, uh, All right, you heard it here. Thanks again. We will check back with more college football next week. And, um, yeah, Conference USA. Let's go.